Hello and welcome to the Hootie Podcast, and this is our very special podcast. This is we never do this usually. Episode three hundred, yes. and also, but, but it's certainly the first time we've done episode three hundred. <laughs> it is, yes, yes. We never give away the episodes, and uh, well, this is episode three hundred, and this is also we're in our seventh year of podcasting as well. So it's like a, a double celebration. So um, as usual, this is me, Phil, and joining us this evening are me, Paul, and me, Tony. Yes, of course. And that kind my of, yearly visit. Your yearly visit. Or, well, actually, no, you did, did two last year, didn't you? Was there two last year? You had the, uh, the May commentary, our spring commentary, then the Christmas oh, commentary, didn't we? Of course, of course yes, did, yes. yes, you're right. So, um, so as we announced um, earlier, um, sort of last week, we're actually going to be doing a commentary. That's why, hence why Tony's oh, that's here. That's right. And uh, we're going to be doing uh, something a little bit different. We're doing the Peter Cushing film, Doctor Who and the Daleks, which was your idea, Paul. Yes. So if this all goes wrong, we can blame you. It's all my fault. Yes. <laughs> I'll go along with it. Oh dear. So we're gonna we're gonna be skipping the news. This is gonna go on for an hour and twenty minutes, and with with no break. No break. Well. No break. We're gonna go straight all the way through. So um, the pints are full, though. Yes, we have we have beer. Yeah, we've we've had a we've had a, a, a pre-show cocktail, haven't we? Yes. Before hmm. we start recording. So uh, <laughs> later on, we may have called tales from the green room. <laughs> Yes, we're nicely lubricated. So, yeah. So, should we get cracking, everyone? Yeah, let's do it. So, okay, everyone. I hope you're ready at home. We're going to press play on our DVDs or whatever you've got lined up. Um, one word of warning, though. We have got the um, the Blu-ray version, which has the Studio Canal intro beforehand. So it will, it will start from that point, oh, see. basically. So just to warn everybody at home. Technicality. Yeah, exactly. So um, here we go, then. We're going to kick off right now. We're going to press play in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, and play. And we'll just wait for the old DVD to spin up. Can we get that smooth jazz music? At the... No, we get Studio Canal first. Oh, of course, of course. The lilting tones of Studio Canal. Ah. <sighs> and for laughing, I can't remember any other film Studio Canal have actually released. So this is their film thing, their TV stuff. You get a little fly through the clouds, don't you? Oh, that's right, you do, yeah. Regal Films International Limited presents... Yeah. If they do much, uh, Regal Films, I've not heard of them. I have, you know, I haven't looked into it, actually. Yeah. Maybe I should have done. No, yeah. they've... Went- was it all to do with the funding of this? Well, that was Aru, yeah, who funded yeah. or co-funded it with um, Max J. Rosenberg and Milton Sabotsky, who were Amicus, the horror oh, films. Right. Yes, oh, yeah, so re- really, technically, this is an right. Amicus film. Portman Two, yes, right. which I think is why they cast Roy Castle because he was in the Doctor Terror's House of Horrors, oh, from, released before this, so with Peter Cushing. It probably gave an excuse to grab Peter Cushion, that's not thing, didn't exactly, it? Exactly, yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Now, as, as sort of like Doctor Who, it, it's sort of like jazz to sort of hmm. introduce you. Yeah, so I like yeah. some soothing. Yeah. Well, just to go into this a little bit of detail, this film was released on the 23rd of August, 1965. And, um... All accounts, it had a, a, a total budget of one hundred and eighty thousand pounds. That'd which, be about eighty-five million or something now. Exactly. Like well, well, back then, that was probably the entire budget for the BBC drama department for the yes. entire year, <laughs> wasn't it? So, <laughs> oh now, electronic music there by Barry Gray, who did all the music for Jerry Anderson. Oh, did he really? Yes. Oh, there you go, Barry Gray. 
Yes, we'll get on to the um, the changes made by yeah, thinking, Milton Sabotsky. When it got to for the BBC reached 180,000. Yeah, mark, I know. <laughs> probably round about Pertwee, wasn't it? It was, <laughs> In total. Well, didn't they sort of have, sort of like, each cereal would cost them like two grand for a, like a four-part or six-part cereal or something? Sounds about yeah. right. Oh, here we go anyway. Peter Cushing's uh, lounge. Oh, will, will this be the parlour? It's like my lounge, actually. Oh, we're like this. Me, me, uh, Seb, and uh, Little. We're always reading like physics books and things like that. Oh, here he is, yeah. the man himself, Peter Cushing. So you're probably reading Shoot, though. Shoot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> oh, dear. I don't know what period that living room's actually trying to evoke, to be honest. It's uh, late Edwardian. Hmm, yeah. yeah. Ah, it's a door tapping, hair brushing, record breaker. <laughs> <laughs> yes, of course, the first of the many changes here that Susan and Barbara are both the Doctor's granddaughters. I know, is that? And Ian's a boyfriend as well. Yeah. Yes. There we go, slapstick ah, and uh, comedy. And... <laughs> clock, oh. clock banging, record breaker. See, what he really needed then, that was the master's head to pop out and say, excuse me, can you keep that down? <laughs> you mean the fantastic name's Peter Pratt. <laughs> now, by all accounts, Terry Nation didn't like Peter Cushing's portrayal of the Doctor. Really? He, he preferred William Hartnell's, because he, he had that, uh, he wrote he was too, too soft and too kind. He likes the irascibility of uh, Hartnell's doctor. Oh, I see, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I can't. Cushing didn't really do irascible, he did cold. Hmm. He did this sort of thing, and then, he, then what he did was, if you like, if you Frankenstein, he, it was very cold, wasn't it? It wasn't irascible. Hmm. Yeah. I think he actually just plays him too old, I think. Hmm, yeah. He plays him as a, you know, someone doddery in their 80s rather than... Someone in their yeah, 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 mid-50s or yeah, early 60s, 60s or something, yeah. yeah. He'd been around for a while. Hence the Edwardian set up in the room there. Yeah. <laughs> I still haven't seen a, a Cushing cosplayer, though. Mm. There's got to be some out there. I know someone, someone did a um, their own action figure. They modify an existing character options figure to look like that. It was a really good job as well, actually. It looked really cool. Really bad than character options. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Now, do police box doors actually open outwards like that in real life, or was it the BBC got it wrong opening inwards? Is it outwards or inwards? Yeah, I've absolutely no idea, yeah. but uh, one of you experts might, may know. Wasn't there the thing in The Doctor's Wife where they was talking about... There wasn't about the door the portal to open, open, but that was just, but that's the, just telephone the telephone yeah, door, wasn't it? Yeah. Thing. You suspect actually the doors probably should open outwards because normally you don't really want the doors opening inwards because there's not enough space in there. No, anyway. there's not. No, unless of course you've got a TARDIS. So, yes. Now I like it. They always bane slips out the top. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, or is or is that the is that the first sitting at his restaurant? <laughs> well, what, what what do you reckon to this TARDIS interior? Then it's 
it's, it's, it's just the bits wires. they found in the back of the cupboard, isn't oh, it? Really? It's just, just... <laughs> Wires, wires, wires. Well, I know they're going for the human inventor angle because he's not a yeah. he's not a time lord in this, is he? So, no. I know it gets changed again for the following film. It looks a bit more high tech, doesn't yeah. it, in the Dark Invasion yeah. Earth film? But yeah, I'm not too sure about it. No, uh, yeah, I just yeah, it just looks it looks. Too homemade, doesn't it? It does, really? doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I can understand, yeah, right, they want it to look homemade and whatever. But. And it's a shame they couldn't afford the TARDIS sound effect either. <laughs> oh, were they allowed to have it? Or. Uh, there were it? probably lots of copyright yeah. that BBC wouldn't allow, because this was Terry Nation's stories, as probably about anything they could yeah. use. Well, actually, he didn't actually adapt this, it was David Whittaker. Adapted yeah. this for the. Oh, not Roger's brother, is he? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to. Yeah, he gets about, doesn't he? The Roger's brothers. <laughs> oh, dear, a lot more uh, comic comical asides from Roy Castle here. Yeah, lots of them about him, isn't there? Yeah. Do you, do you think it's, it's bigger on the inside was copyrighted as well, and they couldn't use that? So. Probably. No, they actually think they've now walked into the set of the singing ringing tree. <laughs> <laughs> That's very much the science fiction grandfather. He's <laughs> 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 coming out of the bushes. <laughs> wacka wacka. Uh, yep. <laughs> <clears throat> yes. Now, how long do you give it before Roy Castle falls over again? In a moment, I think. <laughs> it might happen in a moment. Shouldn't it be like a dog? What happens? <laughs> the set's not too bad, actually, is it? Considering yeah. they a budget of 180,000, it does. It's not bad. The tree bits are all right. It's the. the, the, the I don't know. It's, yeah. Oh, I think well enough. It's boring you already, Tony. No. The first <laughs> yawn of the recording. No, it is. It's, um, well, being a postman sort of thing, I'm up incredibly early. So, ah, yes. Yeah. Coats off, sleeves up, and straight down to the canteen. <laughs> oh, yeah, most of the time, actually. Now, apparently, there's a um, Peter Cushing well got onto the horticultural society and got an, an actual latin name for that for that for that plant they made up oh is it yeah oh. that's what susan trots out isn't it oh, oh and there he goes hey, it's a tree falling prat falling record breaker <laughs> <laughs> i forgot the significance of this this dino- dinosaur thing what was it was it why petrified Oh, it was one of the indigenous life forms. It, it, it never ah, seen one castle. No, I, had to, I was petrified. <laughs> never heard the trumpet. <laughs> oh dear. 
Something else coming out of the bushes. <laughs> so Rebecca Toby said that she sort of built, actually built that to scale in the studio, so that she had something proper to look at. And, because I can't remember what the BBC version looked like. I know it, they seen it from a greater distance over from yeah. a mountain top. They seem to remember. It was a bigger city than that. Yeah. So is this based on an actual... Uh, I'm not a lot of hooving like the two of you, sort of thing, right? But is it actually based on uh, one they actually did for the BBC anyway? Yeah, it's it this yeah. story. Yeah. I don't really know that. I'm still learning. You are still learning. I'm still learning. Oh, the old sanded the shoe gag. Causing Doctor Who now. And he wears his tie like Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> now he wants to build a wall. <laughs> yeah, he's a yay! <laughs> Glint in the eye there, cheeky wink. Oh, yep, yep. <coughs> <coughs> Hmm. I wish I watched the other film, the, 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 the Invasion Earth one, because I can't remember if, if his character was that uh, that playful and... Doddery. Doddery, yeah, I can't remember. Very toughened up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah this, this journey toughened him up, made him a man. <laughs> oh, yes. Now, why, why are you doing that, Susan? Ah, the flower. Oh, nature. There really is something in the bushes, Tone. Yeah. Gotcha! <laughs> to be fair, that's the usual reaction people have when they see Roy Castle. Bells do behind him there. Hmm. Have you got a fat tone? Yeah, I have actually. Yeah, it's, um, what do you call it? Twenty third of August, obviously, back in nineteen sixty five, at Coronation Street that night. Yeah, we had Lang, Lang Fair Club enjoy sharing the house with Jerry. Lucille starts work at Mitchell's. Lang gives Jerry his birthday present, a partnership trading as Fair Club and Booth. Lucille is chatted up by leader Barry at work. Ted finds Albert and tells him he's run away from an OAP home. Yeah. Albert takes him in. Len throws a party for Jerry with the homemade beer, but it all goes off. Yeah, I know how that feels. And Albert's side they sideboard... They just gave away the entire episode. Yeah, there's more. <laughs> Albert's uh, sideboard mysteriously jumps in the night. Oh. oh spooky stuff. Yeah, yeah, sure. And we're joined by Spike the Cat. Just behind Peter Cushion there is a sort of cross between the Death Star and Orac. Does he want to trip over any wires? Is he a young Spike? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, the, the, the cat's just walked in through him, Spike. Yes, he might trip over some wires. <laughs> oh, dear. He's going to join in the commentary in a minute. <laughs> and Charlie says... <laughs> 
Yes. I'm getting to wonder, did Capaldi base his costume and hair slightly on Cushing? Maybe. We went for that, that, he went, they had very short hair, then he went to that in-between, and that's the yeah. in-between stage, the Cushing yeah. hair, isn't it? See where you go from. See where you go from there. Before he went to big on, full-on Pertwee Buffon. Actually, we've, we've boots like that. It's interesting. You managed to get sand in them, isn't it? <laughs> it is really, isn't it? <laughs> and the only person who had a problem. Seeing everyone else seems to be wearing normal shoes. Not <laughs> <laughs> Susan's wearing sandals, for God's sake. <laughs> perhaps, he, perhaps he threw it sand around doing a bit of tap. <laughs> <laughs> that Smarties in there as well. I, I, I think, think it was M&M's, I think, actually. M&Ms. Yeah. Shall I um, quickly go through what was on BBC One? Yes, yes. On the 23rd of August, 1965. Uh, obviously, we usually do this because that's when Doctor Who, we do the, when the episode's released, we do what's on the telly, but, um, but obviously this wasn't the case. But anyway, at 10.45, we had Watch With Mother. Uh, at, um, and then you had a massive break. At <coughs> five past one was the next programme. Some uh, A Welsh program called Hedu or something. Because <laughs> yeah. Mother had to go and have a lay down. I think so, <laughs> yes. Uh, 13.25, the news. 13.30, play score. And it was useful box day. Um, then another long break. Five past five, police patrol. Half past five, um, rip called. At five to six, the news. Five past six, town and around. Um, 18.30, barn dance. Oh, yeah. Yes, this featured... It's a country-style get-together with the Countrymen, the Barry Sisters, the Silky, Rog Whittaker, and the John Peel Dancers. (laughs) (laughs) Then it's a five to seven... (laughs) That was dancing to an early folk version of Teenage Kicks. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at five to to seven, Winston Churchill, The Valiant Years, episode four, The French Agony. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um... 20 past 7, Zambezi. Uh, Zambezi 3, Livingston's River. At uh, no. 8 o'clock, the likely Not watching that. I didn't see Zambezi 1. No, I didn't even either. No. Sounds good. So anyway, 8 o'clock, the likely lads. Baby, it's cold outside. Um, to 2025, the Barclay Rebels. Um, at uh, 9.15, the news. At uh, 9.25, the Rogues. Pav- <laughs> What's this? Plavonia, Hail and Farewell. It's a, a film series by David Niven. Yeah, we've uh, seen that a couple of times. A couple of times, haven't we? Never, yeah, never yeah. been, never actually seen an episode of it at never, all. Never, never. You'd have thought of something with David Niven in. Or Bill be. DVD or something. Yeah. Um, anyway, at uh, quarter past ten, best of both worlds, Mantovani and his orchestra. Then at uh, eleven o'clock, news extra, and ten past uh, eleven, the weather and close down. Close down. Not quite sure whether uh, Mantovani and his orchestra is the best of both worlds. Well, <laughs> well maybe it is. If you're not sure if you just want Mantovani or you want his orchestra, you have the best of both worlds. Now, I've got to come up with this scene here with Roy Castle, going back to the movie. Um, in the TV programme, it was like it was a puzzle for, for the regulars to solve. This is just a comedy skit no, it is, yeah. for Roy Castle. Oh, the hilarity. That actually closed before he took his hand off it there, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now. So normally he'd have had Ross Buckwater there, wouldn't he, to see <laughs> what it did. 
bit Terry had, Terry Nation's agent said to him Terry get the film do you can have your Dalek City in pink <laughs> the only comedy thing they missed there was him getting his tie caught in it yeah. <laughs> and not being able to get away <laughs> like the lift gag you know <laughs> <coughs> now at this point in the TV series Bubble would have been menaced by the Dalek yeah. there it kind of happens off camera so they run back out again Yeah, so I, I do think Capaldi's costume was based on good. I'll tell you what is quite handy, though, about the decor in there, too. If you've gone to meet the Daleks with a present and forgot to wrap it, <laughs> you, you can grab that paper off the wall and you're on your way through. <laughs> they like their pastel colours as well. They did, didn't they? Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's Soothing nice. for them. Oh, yes. <laughs> Because they were all angry all the time, weren't they? Just, just bring them down slightly. The ambient rooms more. If you, yes. if you will, yeah, yeah. I think I just have a little sip of life-giving alcohol. Yeah. Ah, there we go. I don't know if that actually came up the microphone. I was settled back into soft leather. <laughs> <laughs> And you'll sit down in a minute, won't you? <laughs> <laughs> it's quite a hot, stifling night, uh, isn't it? It's it is a hot, stifling night, it is. Yeah, yeah, yes. Uh, we're all in our pants at the moment, we're here. It's just, it's just, it's just, I'm not. I've uh, gone commando <laughs> on soft leather. <laughs> oh, yes. I was going to say, how did the Daleks pull off that ticker tape? But um, they do have the claws. They do have the claws, don't they? Yep. In this one. Oh, is that what's sadly lacking from the um, this normal TV series? Yeah, they just had the suckers. Ah. At least he's more apologetic in this about the, the fluid link. And hey, at last, the Daleks. So explain the colour schemes, Phil. Well, actually, the colour schemes of the, the, the blue and silver were what they were in the TV series. Oh, right, yeah. But they didn't have the, the black and red Daleks, this sort of... Not in that one. They did in the um, Invasion Earth, didn't they? They had yeah. a, a black Dalek in that. Are they leaders or whatever, the, uh, the black and the red yeah. ones? Yeah. Oh. Now, the lights are flashing all the time without talking. The, the fans also done their nuts back in there, those days. Which one's talking at the back? <laughs> I know, there's just lights just flashing all the time. You've got to pick a pocket or two. You just wanted to say, walk this way. <laughs> Talk this way! <laughs> Talk this way. <laughs> 
I'm sorry. The size of that eye, it's not exactly the most concealed camera, is it? It's not really. For them to find later on. Awfully long time to spot it, didn't they? I think I've seen where they took where they say winners from, yeah. Have you got any any other what what was on the um the radio, Paul? Let's do this really quiet bit. I'll just I'll just look at her walking around there, right, and looking at you know, the camera's watching those proceed yeah. to the shower room. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty boy. <laughs> yes, on the, the home service. Oh the home service, oh yes. We start off with at six thirty five, we're farming today. Ah, <laughs> uh, yar. We then go fourth for the week. Hmm. I wish then, I wasn't a farmer. Yes. <laughs> and the weather. It's, it's, what's the weather like? We're in my potatoes. That was the fourth for the week. <laughs> yeah. And Is that it? <laughs> Crackers. Then we go seven forty-five. Today's papers. They've had to wait for two seven forty-five to be delivered. <laughs> Interesting, at 10 to 8, the programme's 10 to 8. <laughs> oh, a very apt. Which is, which is called the rise, which looks at the rise of technology. Ooh. Oh. <laughs> so, yes, uh, there's, a, there's a new type of crystal radio. Then <laughs> <laughs> then there's more news, more weather. Then at 8.40, they look at today's papers again, just in case they've Because you missed it the first time, yeah. At 8.45, the childhood of David Copperfield. Ah, good, good. Well, the magician. <laughs> I was wondering wow. that. It's his early, early tricks. Yeah. <laughs> we then have Letter from America in town today. Yes. Oh, we go back then, to slow-talking Daleks. God. And we'll talk fast again. <laughs> then we have the daily service. Oh, yes. Then far from the Madden crowd. Oh, okay. Says so contributors, Thomas Hardy. Doing it himself, is it? Wow. Thomas Hardy. Narrating his own book. Amazing. Mm. And Roger Wicker there at all? No, but it's it's read by Paul Rogers. Oh, Paul Rogers. <laughs> oh, the Paul Rogers. That's been before he free. Oh, the Paul Rogers. I was going to say. Who was I thinking of? Um, who was the man in Just Good Friends? What was he, his name? Paul Nicholas. Oh, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And at 11 o'clock, Jack Train. In holiday mood with records from here, there and everywhere. Now, Jack oh. Train, if it's the same bloke I'm thinking of, then he uh, was in um, Itma. He played Colonel, his character, uh, Colonel Chinstrap. The 1950s thing, I think. Yeah. yeah. And at 11.30, let's find out. Lady Dartmouth and Professor Asa Briggs, with four teenagers, to ask the question. I saw this. I bet that went down. <laughs> I was going to say, that, that's the fun time. Of the, that's, the, that's, that's the screen in 65 <laughs> I hope she did speak like that as well. <laughs> you young people. Yeah. What do uh, you know? Oh, yeah. Some more heady wrapping paper there. On the oh, yeah, there we are. <laughs> At 12.30, it's the cricket commentary from Lords. At 12.40, it's the archers. So that's as much cricket as anyone can pick. <laughs> yeah. Get out. 
And then probably the highlight of the day at 1.10, Desert Island Discs. Actor William Hartnell discusses with Roy Plumley. Well, that's my second fact gone. <laughs> Tom, would you like to carry on? Uh, um, yeah, because this, this, yes, because this, this was on the 23rd of August 1965. It yes, certainly so. was, yes. And his favourite track was the spring song from A King in New York by Charlie Chaplin. Lord, you made the night too long by Louis Armstrong. And uh, Politstip... I can't read that. Politstipman dances... I'm going to say the... I hope someone aboard him. The thunder, oh. and light, thunder and lightning in this is on the horror people, isn't it? The, they, yeah. they use their own... Yeah. Their usual soundtrack. This, this is the amicus like. influence here, isn't it? <laughs> Paul, what was uh, Hartnell's favourite It's book? the chicken done in the rotisserie. His favourite book was... Thanks, time for asking me something that's on a different piece <laughs> I of paper. I thought you you mean Tony gone? We gone high tech with iPads and, and phones. Oh, Paul's got paper. And his luxury social history. history. Yeah. GM Trevelyan. That's it. And his luxury? Huh? And his luxury? And his luxury was cigarettes. Cigarettes. Okay. Got me smoked. Sorry, I, I, I'm just keeping the 1965 vibe going by using <laughs> his, his paper. Oh, very noble. I can't believe that's a coincidence that he was des- on Desert Island Discs. The same day this film was released. Yeah. Out, yeah. Sorry, that's more life-giving alcohol there. Yes, I might just uh, indulge myself. Yes. Ah. You settle back into soft leather. <laughs> and I'm sure it must be, but has Roy Castle got the same tile as he had earlier? I don't know, actually. Oh, we should have checked that. <laughs> I've only just noticed that. Oh, yeah, you could quite well, it must be, a, surely. You could quite do a continuity area that bad, you know. No, oh, no. He might be eccentric enough, uh, you know. How my ankle? A spare one, Paul. Yeah, it wouldn't, be Susan, it wouldn't be Susan without falling over and twisting her ankle. The words, yeah. I wonder what those big spikes were sticking out of the ground. So, <laughs> the petrified remains of Madonna's bras. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. A bit of handheld camera work here. He's walked onto the set of Moonbase Alpha there. <laughs> oh no, you've, have you gone for the second season? No, I've gone for the first season. The first season, good yeah, Absolutely. The hard funk action. <clears throat> oh, there was a shadow in the trees there. Usually you see someone part in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Throw some sand at the cape. There's <laughs> Rick Wakeman, he's lost his head. <laughs> <laughs> Back from the gig. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, doors opening. What did he open the door with? Like was going to come and just it's just you and I. Huh? <laughs> just, oh, yes, yes. <laughs> it's a bit closer to the edge, isn't it? Rubber boots. Oh, let's, not, let's stop this now. <laughs> yeah, please. Hello, I'm Julian Clary. 
Have you seen Fanny? <laughs> well, I've seen all good people, that's for sure. He looks all right to me. <laughs> Jenny and Clary's audition for Children of the Damned. <laughs> not seen outtake. <laughs> he's, he's not talking. He's, I'm using the powers of my mind. <laughs> Amazing how they evolved on that planet, speaking English and everything. Exactly the same language, just just by chance. I know. They can speak our language. It's absolutely amazing. Wow. (laughs) This is rather staid, isn't it, really? It's not Mm. sort of... It's very much like the BBC version to a certain degree. A second, second supply, but when you're hooked, then the prices start going up. <laughs> <laughs> and you get this free cape with this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do like a cape. I <laughs> know oh, the actor here, Barry Ingham, um, he was in a Starship Next Generation um, quite a few years later, but he was also in the Steptoe and Son film. Oh, see? As the one who. Um, what Albert said, like old oily, as he calls. He 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 went off with uh, Harold's wife oh, when right. he when he left her out in uh, in Spain. Oh, there's that yeah. episode, the strip. That one, stripper one, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Ah. All the Dalek conversations uh, are boring, uh, aren't they? Burnt. Shall I quickly go you think, through? Do you think them two behind have just oh, broken down? That's why they've got the hazard lights on. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently a lot of them were just props. They yeah. weren't working um, working props. They're just what they call them, hero props. Do you know what's on BBC Two on the 23rd of August? Yes. Uh, 11 o'clock, yeah, um, Play School again, useful box day. That was on BBC One uh, um, later in the day. Yeah. <laughs> That's the good thing about a box, so you can use it again and again and again. Yeah, I know, it's great, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. um, then at the uh, massive gap again, there was nothing on B- Radio, uh, BBC Two until five to seven. They could have that. put cricket on, couldn't they? They could have done. Yeah, which was the news. Then at, um, then at, <laughs> then at uh, seven o'clock, Gadzooks, featuring uh, with the Three Bells, the Beat Girls, Rog Whittaker, oh, yeah, and, and guest artists. Um, then you had uh, half past seven, many a slip. I don't know what the hell that was. Then at uh, eight o'clock, the Virginian, which was a um, an American TV show featuring Doug McClure. Then at uh, five past, uh, sorry, quarter past nine, No Cloak, No Dagger, which is a serial in six parts, which has quite a few Doctor Who connections. It had um, Cyril Luckham, who went to play the White Guardian, uh, directed by Christopher Barry, who directed loads and loads of Doctor Who, Chris and Barry. Tristram Carey did the music. Who did the music for this particular story on the BBC, The Daleks? Or the mutants, as it was really known. Oh, that, yeah, I was trying to think, where's that Chris Barry name come from? Don't know. Then at uh, quarter oh. to nine, The Way Back was a documentary from America. Quarter past ten, Newsroom, followed by The Weather. And at um, 20 to 11, Late Night Lineup, which had Dennis Tui, uh, M- Michael Dean, Nicholas Trezillian, Joan Bakewell, Philip Jenkinson, and tonight's guests. Didn't say who they were. Red Philip Wolf. Jenkinson went to do the film 70. Before Barry Norman. Right. Yeah. Red Red Dwarf, sir. It's Red Dwarf. Chris Barry, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. 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 (laughs) You're thinking of that one. I thought I knew that name. Dismiss me, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Pa. 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 (laughs) 
Never. I want to know why the second in command Dalek's based on the head waiter as well. <laughs> Have we moved on to football yet at all? This, uh, facts and figures? So uh, not yet, no. The scores just in. A tense <laughs> encounter at Queen's Park as Bedford Town take on Hereford United. So I must mention the pencil with the oh. ball on the top. I was fascinated by that when I was a kid. Oh, yes. And lava lamps. I like the Daleks have 96's lava, lava lamps as well. <laughs> and Bedford Town, Hereford United, I, I know you had a penchant for as well. Because also the home side went 2-1 with a consolation goal from Hereford's Brian Punter. Who scored the Bedford goals aren't important enough to make a record of. But rumours persist. It was Barry Evans, of mind your language fame, and Rod Whitaker. <laughs> There's a... Two things on this. They're not so advanced that they've invented colour television yet. No. <laughs> That's what I mean, I see that. Black and, and white. And why would a Dalek yeah. need a pencil? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. but, but I suppose they had to go for the lava lamps because they had no, no no use for the other, the other thing of that era, the slinky, have they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> oh, dear. Interesting. Give us a fact, time. Well, the uh, Second World War epic Operation Crossbow premiered in Denmark. According to reliable sources, this was the returned and portly actor Robert Morey's 14th favourite film of all time. Really? Yeah. Mm. You can trust me. <laughs> mm. Trust tone. That's right. Did Roy Castle fall over again then? I think he did. Yeah. Not that intelligent. It took him about three hours yeah, to find that happen. huge camera in the corner of the room there. <laughs> Shaped like a Dalek eye stall. <laughs> did they have much in the way of lifts in the actual BBC series? I mean, they get yes, around they the did. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Yeah. No, this middle about in the background. I will check the lava lamps. Yes, they are three. When he said, sure. You see that one in the back just walk around north and it's eye stall gallery. <laughs> <laughs> when, when he said, sure, we replace the lens, I wanted the other one to say, I'd like to see you climb up on a ladder and do it. That's <laughs> <laughs> the Roy Castles now. He's using his brain, he's thinking. There isn't a lot happening in this particular bit, is there? Shall no. I give, we'll, please, please, please. Uh, shall we go through the um, the UK charts? Yes. Actually, we'll, we'll do the top 20 in two halves, though, shall we? Okay. Right, so um, we'll start at, uh, we'll do the top 20. So at 20, uh, Heartful of Soul, the Yardbirds. At 19, He's Got No Love, the Searchers. At 18, Wooly Bully, Sam the Sham and the Pharaohs. 17, Don't Make My Baby Blue, the Shadows. Uh, 16, See My Friend, The Kicks. <coughs> 15, With These Hands, Tom Jones. Yeah. 14, All I Really Want to Do, The Birds. 13, Tossing and Turning, Ivy League. 12, There But for Fortune, Joan Baez. 11, Summer Nights, Marianne Faithful. And now we'll leave it there. I thought that was uh, John Travolta and Living Newton-John, yeah. Summer Nights. Because I was trying to think of the, the music. I, I, I was noticing that you had 
with these hands, all I want to do, tossing and turning. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was doing the music for uh, Total Pops then, right? But it's some sort of like funky guitar workout, wasn't it? Remember I don't it? know. It's a pew, 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 pew. Maybe it was. That kind of thing, yeah, yeah. That was the music at the time. I keep forgetting you two are slightly older than me, so you might... <laughs> <laughs> well, country mile. <laughs> Now, in the whole continuity thing of Doctor Who, don't they still maintain <coughs> the story was the end of the Daleks, basically. They're trapped in the city, they can't get out. So the first Doctor's meeting, when I say the first, I say the first Doctor's first meeting with the Daleks was actually their actual total end. And all the others are, bef- are encounters after that are before this. Ah. Hmm... But don't they allude to that in the Invasion Earth in the, on the TV? They said this before. Because they don't know who the Doctor is, do they? No, but... It kind of makes sense because they're, they're just trapped in the city. They can't get out, can they? <coughs> it does from the sense that but they seem to have been trapped in the city since the war, though. So how, how long is this... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the whole history of the Daleks has all been muddled up because... Oh, at least they've learnt delegation yeah. now. This, this oh, yeah, they've got one of the drones, <laughs> exactly. But that's the other thing, right? I mean, later on, and this is what I can talk about now, in the, in this episode, it's not episode, film, rather, film, film right? Right, Carson Carson was able to get in inside a Dalek sort of thing, right? So, does, he, so does William Russell with the TV one as well. So where, where's, I thought it was a mutant supposed to be in there or something. Or <laughs> well, is. there is, yeah. Well, they've squashed it there. It's got yeah. in. Yeah, they, they put the cloak, put around the cloak, it's right on the floor. Yeah. Oh, well, they yes. actually take it out? Yeah. Ah. Which they did in the TV version as well. It's all, oh, I see. Well, it's all basically the same. Because really, I'm, not really, so I'm not seeing the, um, the TV version anyway. You know, my record is about watching Doctor Who. When he got his cigarette lighter out there, he said, no, no, it's William Hartnell that wants his cigarettes. You've <laughs> 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 got the wrong man. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, nice. I just shat myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's amazing you can find that stuff when you're confronted by a Dalek. <laughs> I, like, I wouldn't actually light a naked flame with the amount of hairspray in her, on her hair at the moment. So I'm that beehive doing place. <laughs> oh, pizza. <laughs> Dominoes. <laughs> No tip, bastards. I like Cush's reaction. <laughs> it's that little, like, robbing out of Batman. <laughs> now, what about the fire extinguisher? Because apparently they originally wanted flamethrowers. They were too right, scary for, for the kids. Well, no, it, it was actually more from a health and safety point. Oh, right. We were seeing things alight. So. <laughs> What about the design of the Dalek? I quite like these movie Daleks, actually. Yeah. I know that's they sort of kind of riffed on them for the when they came back in 2004 with the, with the big light ears. <coughs> and So they do pull a mutant out, you say? Yes, you'll see it in a minute. All oh, right. Do I forgot all about that? But I tell you, this forgets me, the Dalek thing is 
pretty poor though if it only needs to be disconnected from the power supply for a couple of minutes and the whole thing just and then it can't <laughs> when it reconnects later on it doesn't doesn't do anything yeah yeah Yeah, I don't see like the pulling it out in its cloak. Giving a nice fancy cloak to wear. <laughs> ah, see, see, yes, of course. Well, does that explain because that thing's really tiny? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why it's got that? I know Roy Cox not that tall, but you know, come on. <coughs> yeah. On the extras on on this, they're saying about Roy Castle would like bring his trumpet in. Um, was it Roberta Tovey said he's his dressing room was like down the other end of the corridor to, to hers or something. So, but who could in was was playing the trumpet, which they found was a bit to begin was a bit sort of oh god, a bit distracting. But then in the end they're asking they asking for requests. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. <coughs> There you go, you see, look, and it wears gold nail varnish. <laughs> oh, that's, I oh, see, I see. Ah. When was the first time you saw this movie? Oh, me? Because I remember a bit... Of, last Sunday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, no, I remember when it was on television. I think I was a kid. It I was around with cousins. I don't know why we were around there one Saturday morning. It was on BBC One one Saturday morning. We couldn't wait for it to come on. Oh, right. We were playing out in the garden and kept asking me aunt, sort of like, is it on yet? Is it on yet? And it, I remember, it, I think it was around 11 o'clock. So I think it must have gone on to around about before Grandstand started or yeah. something. Might have even watched it on a black and white television as well, actually. Ah. Crikey. You've still got one point, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> well, the Daleks certainly have. <laughs> As, 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 as previously, I only watched Margaret Rutherford films, so I don't need to come to you. It works well for that. Yeah, Roy Cast hasn't quite got that Dalek voice off, really, has he? <coughs> and his lights aren't flashing. That's very unusual. Yeah. Would you care for a fact? Give us a fact, son. Right, larks and capers abound in tonight's ITV comedy, Kentucky Jones, as Ike is convinced that the goat bought at an auction by Seldom Jackson is a reincarnation of his famous ancestor. You really had to be there. <laughs> <laughs> Where the hell has that come from? I don't know. Just that dialect talking about what he's just passed into shaft seven. <laughs> <laughs> I thought if it keeps happening, go and see your doctor. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get in. Oh yeah, we have the uh, the dialect with the door cutting equipment in a minute. Nice. They really could have benefited from the BBC Radiophonic Workshop to give them some futuristic alarm bells and rather than, than literally an alarm bell. This, this the special weapons Daleks arrived. Exactly. <laughs> with his 
<laughs> so the camera pans, but it's actually Virgil Tracy burning through a door. Because <laughs> it looks exactly like the, the, the clip out of Thunderbirds habit. <laughs> that wasn't burned through shit all. <laughs> it's scorching the door, that's about it. That's a nice wallpaper they've got there, though. And that's got to be a badly designed lift for a Dalek, hasn't it? Yeah, I don't know what, why the lift has stopped short of the, <laughs> of the floor. I don't... Yeah. It's Steve Dalek was playing a prank on James <laughs> Dalek. He'd fix the lift not to look down properly. <laughs> it, does, it reminds me of a hotel lobby. Not the lobby, but the other way, not with the lifts and a hotel. With that wallpaper there. Yeah. Yeah, that's nice, that's nice soothing thing. And how many hotels have you actually been in, Tone? One to a still year. see that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go to one every year. He's not going to make it, is he? He's not. He's not going to get out in time. This might be the end of Roy Castle. He's a dollar. Oh, well, there's plenty more fish in the sea. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Oh. That's it. It's gone. Ian Chester's dead. That's dead. Right. That's it. <clears throat> and now it flips up. What happened to him? God knows. Oh, he escaped. I like the fact health and safety kicked in there and he <laughs> the lift the actual had doors there. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> Yes. Come, Here they come, well, the suckers. The fools. It's the Julian Cleary co co cosplay <laughs> conventions coming in. <laughs> There's a little bit of a bump as you went into that lift there, actually. So <clears throat> why couldn't Roy Castle get into it? That's what yeah, I want to know. Exactly. Fact. Yep. Well, here we go. In tonight's exciting episode of ITV's Riviera Police, the English girl may be in some danger, for her friends have a dubious past. The police can only keep a watchful eye. Someone else, however, is also watching. Oh. Hmm. Actually, something I've just noticed. What's that? They was going up to the fourth floor and went to the top of that thing. Uh, There's quite the a few lights in between. It was, actually. <laughs> the fourth level, Paul. Yeah, all fourth level. It's still there's still twenty different lights on that button. Oh, yes. thing going up. We've had mezzanine level number one, mezzanine <laughs> level number yeah, two. Yes, yes, I like to be specific. Hello, I'm Julian Cleary. Hello, I'm Julian Cleary. No, I'm Julian Cleary. <laughs> Jane Cleary. And so is my wife. I know that hairdress is cheap, but we're not all yeah, going oh, no. there again. <laughs> Ah, uh, Lego. The stickle bricks of a ride. Yes. <laughs> I say Lego, isn't it? <laughs> Left over the play school set. No, I was going to say, yeah, they, 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 they obviously didn't get the, the rights to Lego either, did they? No. 
Okay. And I don't know why they really want a map of the world if they can't get out of the city. Well, I don't know why the, cam- the yeah. camera had to pan past it, really, that, that slowly. It's what you texted me during the week, Tony. It's a very slight plot, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. 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 Beep. Beep. Yeah, synchronised. Beep. <laughs> Warning. Dalek reversing. <laughs> <laughs> If you can't see my ass, then God can't see you. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send this sucker in on his own. I like the way they sent him in. He was the one who said, don't go. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> now you get in there. Every, everyone, else, everyone else overruled him and he had to go. <laughs> go and and they make him the first through the door as well. Oh, get in there, you big Jesse. <laughs> Look, it's a trap! <laughs> <laughs> we can't report fire extinguishers that magnitude. <laughs> quickly, ru- quickly or slowly run away. <laughs> Fall out in an orderly fashion. Oh, is that a nice sip? <laughs> ah, is that delicious life-giving alcohol? Oh, so? yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I don't know when the um, one of the actors on the Dalek Mania when they talk about the making of the, this sort of like the, the films and everything and Barry Ingham has been in, interviewed with um, I can't remember the actress's name who plays his his girlfriend in this what you want whatever description you want <coughs> but he's wearing now wears an absolutely fantastic wig it's amazing wow I don't, I don't know how long ago this, the, the Dalek money was made, but it's an amazing wig. It's brilliant. They could have, they could have given that one, couldn't they, really? <laughs> exactly. That looked more realistic. <laughs> Pacifism. I've got a music one, in fact, here. Go on, okay. some music quite, quite interesting one, actually. I was quite surprised when I found this. I didn't... Um, performing live and exclusive at Bridgewater Town Hall that night were semi-popular beat combo The Mojos of Everything's Alright fame. On bass that night was future all-action tough guy actor Lewis Collins. Is that true? <laughs> Absolutely true, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can do everything. Exactly. Are we the only people to remember that? <laughs> I can do anything. I can do comedy. I can... <laughs> That's who dares win? That's right. I like the fact that TARDIS is like a fridge. When you open the door, the light, the light comes on. <laughs> oh, God. But before we kill them, can we ask them if they found colour television? Yes. <laughs> They're like a spaghetti western, isn't it? They all speak slow as well. As, you know. <laughs> I do like the sort of like Susan that is the, the real brains of the outfit, really, isn't she? Mm. 
So it's, it's so slow paced, isn't it? It's sort of like. I'm enjoying it, but it's it's just uh. slow in places. <clears throat> this is what you hear Susan in the background. Oh, bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Fluid leaks missing. Bollocks. But we can't be asked. <laughs> so uh, bye then <laughs> yeah. thanks for coming <laughs> all the best what was that game show that um, on Channel 4 Julian Clare he used to go in the audience didn't he he didn't actually host it he was just oh. in the he used to Someone hosted and he'd grab people out of the audience or talk to people in the audience. So I can't remember the... It's late night Fridays on Channel 4. No, it's not no I can't think what it was. Yeah. It used to be on like Friday night, you know, like Friday night live and Saturday night live. It, it was on that, that yeah. but he it, it was popular on that and got into this, this game show thing. Oh. One thing did change. It's over terrible look, mugging right down the camera, right? <laughs> oh no! Okay, look. I was going to say that you didn't have Daleks having conversations like this after this story, really, did you? It just sort right. of just silent or barking at exterminate, and that was it, really. Absolutely fascinating. Boring as hell. And inside, it's a nice lolly. <laughs> You had the technology. <laughs> we can rebuild him. <laughs> Look, I told you before, you old son, I'm not going to fight. <laughs> if, you, if you come back with us, all of you can be killed. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. He needs another angle. Yeah. I think he's found it. <laughs> hmm. Perhaps I could murder one of them. <laughs> 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 She's attractive if we're staying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> now, Cushing does that well. He, he he does. He's been the, like the sort of the, the very old, as you say, the Edwardian grand, kind grandfather. But he does do that, the threat quite stern, well. stern, oh, yeah. yeah. Ray, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Well, that told me. I was, I was, hoping, I was just hoping to give him a fat lip to stop him playing the trumpet. <laughs> Did it really need two massive doors? The interesting thing is, why why did the Daleks actually even bother with doors? Is it to get the drafts out? Yeah, I know, exactly. (laughs) In case the wind blows up their skirts. (laughs) (laughs) Their favourite phrase is, born in a barn, were you? (laughs) 
you want the uh, the second half of the uh, top oh, twenty? Charles, yeah, get to the top I was actually going to say oh. the city's got a church somewhere just at the top there. <laughs> oh, was that? I didn't see. All right, top ten, top ten. Here we go of the UK charts on the twenty third of August, nineteen sixty-five. Uh, number ten in Thoughts of You, Billy Fury. Uh, number nine, Zorba's Dance, oh, Marcello Minerbi from Zorba the Greek. Um, number eight, Mr. Tambourine Man, The Birds. Number seven, Catch If You Can, The Dave Clark Five. Number six, I don't want to say this one really. Everyone's gone to the moon, Jonathan King. Um, number five this this just proves how weird the charts were it wasn't all pop in the 60s but number five Walk in the Black Forest <laughs> Horst Jankowski mm. yeah mm. Um, number four I Got You Babe Sonny and Cher yeah, yep. number three we've got to get out of this place The Animals yeah, yep. number two You've Got Your Troubles The Fortunes <laughs> uh, number one Help <laughs> The Beatles oh yes <laughs> Would you like to know what some of the critical responses were to this uh, this film? Yes, yes, um, yes. Halliwell's film guide described the film as limply put together and only for indulgent children. So, um, John Clute in the in the book Science Fiction that illustrated the Encyclopedia, he only gave the film one star out of three, and states many people like to see uh, the Doctor Who television series back. A few mourn the long gone films. Yeah. Yes. But the Radio oh. Times is more favourable. Won the, the film three stars out of five, saying this spin-off lacks the bite and inventiveness that set the landmark series apart, and wisely injecting humour into the sparse scenario and the cheap art direction is strictly 101 uses for pink plastic sheeting. However, despite the many faults, it's still a fun ride for both the uninitiated and die-hard fans alike. Oh. Yes. I'd go with that. Uh, okay. I'm just interested in why you do have a three-star rating system. Sort of leaves you a bit limited, doesn't it? It does really, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm more of a five-star man myself. Yeah. I know their albums. It's systematic, <laughs> isn't it? It's <laughs> 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 actually systematic, so it, right. it kind of works. <laughs> come, come rain or shine, I have it. Everything. <laughs> you know what, if they start digging around in that water, I think they'd be perfectly safe. I think everything would be fine. Yeah? You know, with the, the old swamps and things where the water. Definitely. I reckon there will be as well. Of course there will be. So who laid all the pipes then? <laughs> That's a good point, eh? And why are there grapes floating in the water? <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that also on that very... I quite like that, actually, that battle of the moon. That's... Oh. You know, oh, very, I think very, we just found the uh, the dead weight of the uh, expedition here, haven't we? <laughs> I have to choose my moments better to come in facts. Here, you should I? do, yes. <laughs> Never mind. He, he's more Susan than Susan, isn't he? <laughs> he is, actually, yes. He's suddenly Susan. <laughs> <laughs> His motivation was desperately seeking Susan. <laughs> oh, to blow <laughs> yeah, he's going to wet them. He's farted in the water. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Yeah, look. He's left some floaters as well, actually. No. <laughs> <laughs> he's still going. A bit of an eggy breakfast there, I think. <laughs> oh, Madonna's bras are back again. 
Yeah. Well, I'm not sure what that's he's laying against. <laughs> Matt, Matt, well, laying I think that was the last place you want to sit down, really. But <laughs> Books, you say? Yes. Apparently, this was Cushing and um, Cushing and Ingham's first. It was the first scene to be shot on the film. Apparently, this. Was oh, it really? Oh, I see. Yeah. I want to get this fact in. It takes me all night. Up those convenient steps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and it is going to take me all night. Fair enough. So you're, you're missing the, the, the arduous journey they're going to take. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's sometimes now getting angry because the film's getting in the way of his commentary. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this, I'm thinking to myself, damn, there's about 40 minutes left. I'm hoping to get the, the, the before I've got left in. It's about, it's about a quarter of an hour left, I think, actually. Oh, so. Well, I think 15 minutes left. Go on. Well, I'm here if you need me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll wait for you to say it. Well, it's coming up now. All right. First published on that day was the Ian Fleming novel, The Man with the Golden Gun. Ah. Made into a film nine years later featuring Roger Moore, Christopher Lee, and that little bloke who said, Boss the plane, the plane, from the Planet <laughs> Island. I've no idea what his name is. Just call him Nicknack. Nicknack. That was it. Was Roy Castle's like, involuntary shuddering because you saw like, that bloke's trousers or something? <laughs> That was the horror. Exactly. <laughs> what do you think of that set then, Phil? <laughs> he just realised he's following that bloke closely behind him. He's seen the state of the other one after his breakfast. So. <laughs> Barbara's got a handful of it again. <laughs> uh, it's the 1960s. Women couldn't climb then. They needed the Julian Cleary cosplayer to give them a helping hand. And I was like, what do you think of this set? Because I mean, you do like her, admire her. I think it's all right. I, I like the Ian just goes back past her. Yeah, get out of the way, woman. <laughs> he doesn't look at it, look. <laughs> he's, he's, not got that, he's not got into that position to help her at all. He was going past her. It's only because he saw the thou helping her out. Oh, cross, I suppose I'd better help her out there. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a girl. Who got <laughs> it was the 1960s. Slap of the butt, and that was... <laughs> Yeah, it's the dead weight again. <laughs> There's his arm. <laughs> Take this cock-shaped stick. <laughs> What's he carrying that around for? It's too low to use as a walking stick. I know. <laughs> and not particularly heavy by the to use as a, tr- as a weapon on the fault. And it's not exactly helping him get up the, up the cliff no. face either, is it really? Can they just shinned up the pipes? Yeah. Oh, Dalek crotch shot. <laughs> Look at them balls. <laughs> Looks a bit gold there. Mm. <laughs> uh, he doesn't like that shot. Does he double chin get shot? <laughs> exactly, yeah. That is an interesting camera shot. I will uh, we'll give you that. It's like a little smiling face there, that circle thing up. See. Does it, actually? Yeah, yeah. By a case of mumps. <laughs> is the night. <laughs> <laughs> Christ, the BBC would have killed over that many working Dalit props, wouldn't they? Crikey. Ah, more beer. Hmm. Oh, there's a bench there. Like a garden bench thing, but that's my eyes. My eyes are gone. And a big pile of golden shit in the, <laughs> the bottom right-hand corner. <laughs> that's what the goose does when it doesn't lay eggs. <laughs> <coughs> I don't know he just walks up with his lighter and just lights it on <laughs> yeah he's going to wet them mm. 
<laughs> gold shit. <laughs> yeah. No, there's a golden share happening in these trousers right now. <laughs> I'm feeling a little queasy. Just bear in mind, this is his brother. Was it? Yes. Yeah. And in the, in the 1960s of anxiety, you punch him in the face. Oh, yeah. Right. Snap out of it. They neatly fell down those rocks, didn't they? <laughs> <coughs> I've wet them. Where did they get ingredients from to make cakes? Is what I want to know. <laughs> That's actually. the point. So they had nothing, did they, before they went to the dark? Exactly. They had no food. Yeah. Oh, but they still find time to do their hair and makeup, though, don't they, the ladies? <laughs> I mean, my, my drug problem is solved. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to put a white now, powder on it. Now, bake us a nice cake, will you? <laughs> and a straw. <laughs> we don't need these cakes anymore. <laughs> That was a poor substitute anyway. So. <laughs> have, we got, have we got a £10 note? I can... <laughs> Doctor Who wants to do a lot of cheap whiz. <laughs> it's time for a sip. Sip of lovely life-giving alcohol. Feel down rather slowly. That's that's a flaming tool, isn't it? I said that like to his cock stick. I didn't. Know. <laughs> Nandi's upset at the back. They're looking. Look. Don't know if it was that big a jump after all. Actually, did it really need the rope? I think well, obviously, but. And there, there is a problem with this, the fact that if one of them does fall down, well... As, course, as we that's see, not going to happen, Paul. It's yeah, not going to happen. Do you on. think they're tight to the pipes would be a better well, yeah, exactly. solution? Oh. The look on her face is sort of like, he's not manly enough for her. <laughs> Ex-boyfriend. Actually, Leaping over the chasm if, of death. <laughs> if they're following the pipes, then the pipes must go across that ravine. Couldn't they have just shinned across the pipes? Well, exactly. Oh, Danny boy, the pipes, the pipes are falling. Oh, where we go up? Flaming cock. Yeah. <laughs> he starts to prove his manliness now, doesn't he? He is now. Yeah. He's not going, though, I reckon. I reckon he's going to wet him again. So yeah, I think that rope's more of a hindrance. You're more likely to trip over it as you're exactly, running up. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> right, he'll be over in no, he's back no time. That's it. And they go back on their journey again. Throw with the other, I throw with the whip. No, I've just shat myself and it's affected my overall weight. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha. 
imagine if it's again. <laughs> Every time I go out with my brother, it's throw me the rope. <laughs> <laughs> Jump <laughs> over this chasm. Oh, I end up tied to a stranger. <laughs> That was almost Lauren Hardy-like, the look on Roy Castle's face then. Right, they won't see us. Let's walk very quietly. They won't see us. I'd like to know what actual light yeah. they're reflecting yeah. there. Of, so, and now the, the studio light. Now the obviously. Scorpions, winds of change. Down to Gorky Park. God, I hated that song. Oh. <laughs> it, it wasn't like a, a 16 weeker at number one like Brian Adams, was it? Oh, it was no. there long enough. God, it was Poodle Rock, wasn't it? it was <laughs> rubbish. Poodle Rock. This is actually quite impressive as for a set actually. But I'm not sure what it's supposed to do. Well, this is sort of like we've got bigger lights than you have. Yeah. yeah. Action Alaton. Mirror not included. They've just basically turned on the intruder lights, aren't they, in the back garden? <laughs> basically, yeah. <laughs> actually those forest things wouldn't have hit them from there. They could have easily run away. Gonna, he's going to kill his brother. <laughs> Start whittling a bit of wood. It was a little submarine. <laughs> he's definitely a goner. He's dead. He's dead. Yeah. Dead. There's no, no way he survived no, that. No, no way. way. Well, I never did. Stop whining. You're alive, aren't you? Well, we would do, but some idiot cut the rope. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not long enough now, you pillock. <laughs> I have two more facts to remain. About, I'll get them in before the end of the year. Okay. Sort of thing. We'll drop one in now, actually, because it's, a, yeah, it's yeah. another Dalek scene. So. On the bill at the Queen's Head Edge Baston are the Umbertweens, who were to find fame in the early 70s great glam rock combo Slade. Yeah. Oh. There you go. Was this in their um their skinhead stage? I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah around that sort of time. Action Clary. Stick not included. With a brittle bit of stick, they'll break on yes. contact. They'll attack some Dalekanium casing. <laughs> I actually just wish the rest of the film was just the Dalek counting down from 100 to 1. <laughs> that countdown's my slowest countdown I've ever known. Oh, no. I like the Hartnell pose oh, he's doing there with the. 
hands on the uh, on the collar. <laughs> I will tell you what a fire hazard those lava lamps are in the six. Oh god, yeah, these get really hot, don't they? <laughs> He's gonna going to threaten them. I'll leave it on. I'll leave one of them on overnight. <laughs> I'll be sorry. I bought a lava lamp with Greenwich Marker when I moved into my flat. Was about like twenty years ago now. Right. And the bulb went, and I thought the bulb went because that always used to heat up the the wax, wasn't it? And I changed the bulb, and now the damn thing had broken. I had it a few months. It's thirty odd quid it cost back even like twenty years ago. That was a lot of money. It was meant to be like retro keech stuff, and it wasn't. It was it was all brand spanking new, shoddy, yeah, okay. shoddy workmanship. But the one my mum had from the sixties that lasted for best part of twenty years. That thing. Burnt the house down. Yeah, burnt the house down. Yeah. <laughs> A lava lamp and a picture of that was it like, that crying boy <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I like the fact that they bothered to put bars up and everything but left the control to it in reach of the people behind yeah, the bars exactly yeah but Paul no, no one could get through that, that 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 chasm of death you see that's what the, the darts were gambling on there and lost it wouldn't even help a Dalek that was trapped on the other side because he couldn't bend round. <laughs> exactly. Oh, exactly. I'm now actually trying to remember what was the point of their arduous journey because the others just walked through the front door in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> they was going to take them by surprise. But they did that by walking through the front door. So, <laughs> Well, perhaps they lured all the Daleks to the back door <laughs> so they could walk through the front door. Maybe. Oh, uh, yeah, could be. Rob's got another handful of it there. Hmm. Drop it a fact zone. You got yes. any more? Yes, I have, yeah. On the 21st of August 1965, Alan Livingston, president of Capitol Records, threw a Hollywood party in honour of the Beatles, minus George. Mm-hmm. which was attended by numerous dignitaries from music and film. John Lennon left early because he was bored, apparently. Oh, right, OK. Yeah. That is a bloody long countdown. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant, that bit. Where did they come from? That's what I want to know. <laughs> oh, the dead weight's looking a bit happier now. You can hide. Yeah, they count down. Again, what's this foul tactic of sending two people on their own all the time? As long as you wear plastic, you put your plastic sheet out everywhere. It makes so much of a noise. That's what Royal Castle's now grown a pair at the end. Yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm impressed. (laughs) 
I just noticed the, um, the the door cutting Dalek in the background there. I obviously couldn't get another another prop. That's only that's why that's why they had it in the background. Well, the set is wobbling there actually. <laughs> Oh, sorry, Dave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hiding lava lamp corner. It's over very quickly, this, this film, isn't it, really? Sort of. yeah. That's the end of that. Yeah, that's that. Yeah. Well, I like the moment they proudly proclaim that the Daleks are dead. Well, they're not really, are they? No. <laughs> Whoops. Knock the control over. Have another go. There you are. Whee! And that broke the bloke's neck. Three <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> seconds. It's a Dalek death. Lucky number. Record breaker. And they all line up to mourn Spock. I found one more fact. Oh, did you? I didn't know. Right, also got the fast show, you know, jazz club. Yeah, you know? there nice. actually was. There was a program called Jazz Club. Again, was it really in 1965? Yeah, brilliant. And performing on that on Jazz Club that night was Ackerbilk and his Paramount Jazz Bands with Elaine Delmar, Jimmy Skidmore. And the Al Gay Quartet. Nice. <laughs> nice. Great. We went to score all we got all these lousy capes. Goodbye. 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 Wacka wacka. Comedy again. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I love how he puts his slippers on. <laughs> That's brilliant. <laughs> well, he's renowned for wearing slippers, isn't he? Yes. That's it's true on Star Wars, yes. Yeah. I wonder where they are. In a badly set. Why are they bigger than the TARDIS as well, those Romans? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's our to end of film, or well, this particular film anyway. Roy Castle dicking about in the TARDIS. And now the slowest credits <laughs> ever committed to celluloid. They're like the anti heart to heart, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I remember the Osman shows a whiz past at the end as well. <laughs> yeah. 
Apparently, un- uncredited here. I'll tell you what, though. Let's, 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 let's say the person who did this don't ever get a job with Marvel. So you could be waiting ages for that last little clip. Oh, no, is that yeah, the <laughs> credits thing? And they say, uncredited in this are the Dalek voices were actually Peter Hawkins and David Graham, who did the voices for the BBC as well. Oh, wow. Well, yeah. I'm going to say Rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> that was Roy Skelton who did do Daleks eventually. Yeah, he did, yeah, yeah. Yes, yes. There we are. There we are, everybody. That is the end of the film. Well, yes. I enjoyed that anyway. I yeah. thought that was, that was yeah. rather yeah. good, actually. Yeah. I thought well, really, really good. A, a slow film did seem to go quite quickly. It did, actually, yeah. yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So, yeah. did you enjoy that one, Sam? Yeah, I thought it was uh, some moments. Good yeah. Moments, isn't it? yeah. Was it, yeah. Do you think that, 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 was, that was better than the normal episode, episodic stuff that we do? and because it was over in one hour and twenty, it was done, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's done now. He can sit back and have a drink. Yeah. Yes, it's yeah. better. <laughs> yeah, the plot was a bit thin, but uh, it was a romp. It was, it it was, was a romp. Good, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, romp. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to get down to some of that anyway. As soon as we put the microphones away and, and, and slip back into soft leather. Oh, yeah. So there we go, everybody. That was the um, that was episode three hundred. So. Um, and also, as we said, we're also celebrating seven years of podcast. And that was actually back in March, wasn't it? So we're a little, we're a little bit late with the celebration, to be honest. But um, or think, an apology, whichever. An apology, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's probably more apt, actually. Yeah, we do apologise for the last seven years, and um, I think just you know, we just want to say th- thanks for thanks for listening. Really, thanks for listening to us. This utter drivel that we put out every other week, really. I concur. <laughs> Which were you, well, you don't listen to? It? <laughs> I'm hardly there. I should be honest. I gave up years ago and all that. <laughs> oh dear! No, really, we we really do appreciate um, everyone sort of listening to us and, and sort of um, and watching what we put out as well now on YouTube and whatever. So, um, so a big thank you from all of us. There, Tom's yawning. <laughs> he's bored. He's bored with this already. So. Um, so we'll be back um, week after next. We're not too sure what we're going to doing, be doing yeah. yet. It's, it's either a, a book review or we're back to our Series 1 retrospective. Um, I think the way things are, it might be the Series 1 <laughs> retrospective, <laughs> actually. So. And even that, I can't remember what we got up to either. No. No, can't remember. Can't remember. So anyway. Um, so that's that's it. Let's wrap it up then, chats. We can get on mm. drinking. And we've got okay. some... Um, We've got some music to listen to next, haven't we? Oh, yes. It's yeah, a good yeah. theme. Good theme. Oh, yeah, we've got a theme. It's yeah. actually uh, cover versions. Oh, yeah. Of varying quality, actually, we're going to listen to now. <laughs> yes. So, uh, yes. So, there we go. So, just leaves us to say um, goodbye. So, it's goodbye from me, Phil. It's goodbye from me, Paul. And goodbye from me, Tony. And as we mentioned his own quite a few times through this episode, we're going to play out with some Rog Whittaker. podcast please visit our website at who's-he-podcast.co.uk you can also follow us on twitter at who's underscore he underscore podcast and please also join the who's he podcast facebook group the who's he podcast is a member of the doctor who podcast alliance